The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the third chapter. In the fifteenth year of the reign of Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea and Herod was ruler of Galilee, and his brother Philip, ruler of the region of Ituria, Trachonitis, and Licinius, ruler of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah in the wilderness. He went into all the region around Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, <coughs> and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. Remembers what we talked about last week? Yes. Hope. And what hope has. Very good. Now we have this little. Yeah, can you hold this up for us? We have this little. Yeah, paper ring chain. And uh, on it, we have all these different colors. The blue is at the bottom last week. And each week is going to talk about one of the themes that these candles have, right? And so last week we talked about hope. And can anybody remember what was on the hope one behind it? Yeah. Yeah, I had an eyeball. Hope has vision. Very good. So when we have hope, we can practically see it. We can see it in our dreams and we can see it in our thoughts. When we hope for something, we know what we want to have happen. And sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. When it doesn't, sometimes it hurts. But in any case, when we have hope for something, we know that God's with us, giving us not only that hope, but something to hope for. So that was the first candle. That was hope. So we're going to put those right there. Now, can I get a volunteer to tear off this bottom chain? Michael, get close. There you go. There you go. All right. We're going to have to do some fancy reading. Da, 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 da. That's okay. I wrote on a paper chain. I should have known it was going to be torn. Very good. Thank you, Phineas. Anybody see what that says? Yeah. Peace. Has. Very good. So peace. This week we're talking about peace. Now, what do you guys know about peace? What's peace? Yeah. Peace. 
when, when, you know, in the middle of the service, every week, I, I get up here and I spread my arms and I say, the peace of the Lord be with you always. And what do you guys say? And also with you. Very good. Then we go around and shake everybody's hands and we say, peace be with you. Right? What is peace? Yeah. You forget what peace is? One more guess, Michael. Everybody cooperating. I think that's very, very close to a good definition of peace. Everybody cooperating. There is no fighting. There's justice. All that kind of good stuff. So we're going to tear this next one. Thank you, Lorenzo. Very good. Very good. I have to redraw some of these. All right, now this was not one of my better drawings, but we're going to see. Peace has what? Justice. Justice. And what's this a picture of? Hammer. Yeah, kind of hammer and a gavel. Yep, that judge hammer. Very good. Justice. Now, why would peace have justice? Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Because it's a very good thing to have justice and those good things relate to one another. Let me give you a scenario. Let me give you an idea. Let's say that Gabriel, since your hand is raised, <laughs> is, is sleeping very soundly. And outside, outside, let's say Joey is being chased by a bear. <laughs> All right. And Joey pounds on the door. He's like, Gabriel, let me in. Let me in. Let me in. And Gabriel's like, no, I'm asleep. I don't feel like getting up. <laughs> now, that's not very fair. If Gabriel can help Joey, Gabriel should help Joey, right? However, was, was Gabriel really peaceful at the time? I would say no. I would say that Gabriel might have been resting. Gabriel might have been sleepy. But it's only peace if everybody is at rest, if everybody is calm, if everybody has justice. And right now, there's a bear chasing Joey. <laughs> and so there's no peace for Gabriel either. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So here's what I'm telling you today. The first, the first candle, we talked about how we can see what we hope for. The second one is about how God uses us to help one another. And that's what brings peace. God brings peace, certainly. But he uses our hands to do it. Very good. And everything else. But your hands are included. Yes. Very good. And there's peace for all kinds of people, isn't there? There you go. God's with us when we're at school, when we're at home, and God asks us to help one another in both places. How about we pray? God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for being here with us 
We give you thanks for the rest that we experience and for the way that you bring peace, calmness to us and to our neighbors through our hands. We ask that we might help one another as best we can and that if we're struggling, you might help us. In your name we pray. Amen. Here we go. Jesus. Amen. Last week, as you already heard about, we talked about how hope has vision. And that first candle, which we now have the banner hanging in the back of the sanctuary, that first candle representing hope in the midst of Advent, talked to us about the hope that we have. When we hope for something, we can see it. We can dream about it. We can feel it. We know what we want to have happen. And no matter how important or sometimes frivolous that hope might seem, we have a vision about it. And we talked about how at times that vision is seen in reality. And at times that vision is never seen. And when it's never seen, it can be crushing to us. It can hurt. But in the midst of the vision, in the midst of the text that we had last week, we have one constant focus. And that constant focus is Christ. That one constant person, that one constant narrative is Christ in our midst. The text that we had last week had Christ coming on the clouds and emperors falling, empires falling, everything's falling, and yet there's hope. There's vision because the one central heartbeat of it all is the one who gives us hope in the first place. This week, as we take on the second candle, we have a nice little anomaly here. Because here at Trinity, our second candle represents light. I've never done that before. <laughs> the, the way that I've always celebrated the second candle is peace. But over the course of the week, as I looked at the two and as I was trying to figure out what I was going to do with these two kind of conflicting things, I came to see that peace and light are very much related. Because I believe that peace has justice. Peace has action. Peace is not just rest. Peace is not just calm, but peace is rest and justice for all. And light has something to do with that. There's a debate happening in my house right now. And it's about when to sweep the floor. Now we sweep the floor on a regular basis. That's not it. But after I get done with work and after uh, I'm done with the day and I'm trying to get my chores done, oftentimes I wind up sweeping the floor at like 10 at night or something like that. And as I'm sweeping the floor, I am reminded that you can't see all the dirt at night. 
And I say, well, I've got all the lights on and I'm, I'm very aware, my vision's pretty good, but you can't see all the dirt at night. And so, when you sweep in the day, what do you know? There's that little piece of something in the corner, there's those little things under the baseboards. You can see a little bit more during the day, I admit. The light doesn't reveal, there, I should say, the light doesn't create things. The dirt was there before, the problem was there before, the potential to sweep those things was there before. But without light, it's very, very difficult to fumble your way into a clean floor. Without light, it's hard to see things as they are. Peace and the justice that peace requires takes that light too. I don't know about you, but over this past week, I have just been inundated and overwhelmed by, again, the senseless dying that is taking place in our country. And I've talked about this a lot, I know. And I've recognized inside myself that I always try to soften the blow a little bit. I always try to talk about it on point, but not so directly. Because I don't know about you, but whenever I turn on the news, I see it. And whenever I get on Facebook, I see it. And whenever I'm talking with my peers, I hear about it. And it's constantly in front of me. And on one hand, rightly so. But on the other hand, I am overwhelmed and absolutely drowning in this. And yet, there's something to be had for this something to be done in the midst of this. Because we do not have peace as those around us die. We do not have peace when there's injustice. Now, there's one thing that I should make entirely clear. That as you listen to news cycles and as you listen to people on Facebook and as you listen to friends and family, I will bet you that they give you a binary they give you an option of two things every time that we talk about it. There's so many popular ones right now. There's the police and the public. There's black and there's white. There's rich and there's poor. There's people who are rioting and there's people who are protesting and there's so many binaries. But there's one thing that does not happen in the Christian church and that's supposedly binary. Because the Son of God did not step down from heaven and become incarnate for one or the other. When God says peace to all, when God comes into the region, into the reign of Emperor Tiberius, it's not just into the region for a few, it's into the region for all. It's not stepping down into the world for a few, it's stepping down into the world for all. So whoever you see on your television, whoever you're talking with, and whoever's doing whatever, that person is a beloved person of God. I am here to tell you that the binary simply does not exist. There is not one or the other. That's difficult. It's difficult because we agree with one or the other a lot of times. It's difficult because we have an opinion that aligns way more with one than the other a lot of times. But that's not what's happening. The binary does not exist. 
as Christians, we are called into peace. We are called into justice for the love and for the sake of our neighbor, whoever that may be. Because the Good Samaritan was not just good. The Good Samaritan was a Samaritan interacting with a Jew with whom I'm sure he had every bit of gripe and grief on religious basis, on political basis, on ideological basis. There were people staying inside his physical land that he didn't want there. He was a Samaritan after all. But what made him good was not seeing the binary of Jew and Gentile, was not seeing the binary of Jew and Samaritan, was seeing that there was someone in front of him who was a human being and whom God loved, and through that love, he should treat him likewise. What makes us Christians is not being on the right side of the line. What makes us Christians is stepping down from whatever peace that we might sense, from whatever rest we might sense, into the mess of our neighbors, of our community. And fully being a loving, caring presence aimed towards justice in the midst of that. Now I know that doesn't solve any of the issues. I know that doesn't solve anything. But what it does it forces us to look at the people whom we disagree with most and treat them as Christ sees them. There is good news. In the midst of a light that at times seems harsh in our lives. In the midst of the light of Christ which makes us very uncomfortable. The peace that stepped down from heaven stepped down for you, too. So the same message that is spoken to you and is challenged to you is the same message that is spoken to the people in other churches and other congregations and other places. It is spoken in a variety of ways and a variety of tongues and a variety of voices. God wants those people to love you back. You will shoulder some of the weight of making the world peaceful. That weight will also be shouldered by people you do not know, by people with whom you disagree, and wholly and primarily by the movement of the Spirit in this world. May God bring peace, a righteous, a full peace to this world, to you, to me, and to the whole world. Amen.